So I want to, uh, Ari, let you know of a very special podcast that I'm planning for next week. And this is, of course, to our listeners, or it might be two weeks from now, but you can expect the following podcast. Um, and it's going to be my son speaking with a good friend of his uh, about conservative issues. They are both uh, 13 years old. And these young men are remarkable conservative thinkers. You're, you're going to see. So in other words, we have some competition now? We do. We <laughs> I do. I thought we were the only ones. <laughs> we are just going to sit back and enjoy the show ourselves. We <laughs> shall be the listeners. So anyway, they're going to be prepared. That's great. Isn't it cool? Yeah. So uh, they're going to be talking about the different issues of the day. They're going to be talking really to young people and how to deal with the craziness, the, the mishigasa, as we say in Yiddish, of uh, the left. So it's so much fun. <laughs> You know what? One of our podcasts, Ari, was really exceptional, and it had a big lasting effect on me, and listeners have told me it has had a lasting effect on them. Uh, it's the podcast where we talked about how to laugh at history. Uh, not, not laugh at history. How to laugh at uh, the left and laugh at the system, as it were. And I think we called it laugh at, laugh at the system. What do I mean by that? I mean, uh, in the school system in particular, you've got them teaching all the kids about global warming about environmentalism, generally speaking, about evolution, about uh, gay rights and transgenderism, and uh, no one, no one is a he or, or a she. Everyone should be there, and, and things like that, right? And how All, the lower half of the digestive system is part of the, your reproductive system. Exactly. Yes. Apparently, yeah. So, uh, and and all the other things that we talk about, and how America is a bad place, and so forth. Okay, so. It, it dawned upon me that the best way to deal with this, because you, you can go to the principal of each of these schools, your, your local school, and fight, fight, fight to change the school curriculum. And that's not fair. And, and you'll spend years until you know, your kid might see a minor change. It's not a battle that either you'll win or if you do win, it'll be a very small victory. So, and, and that doesn't mean that you shouldn't speak up. In fact, you should speak up. And you, you, can, you should be able to call BS on the teachers. But more importantly, be active when it comes to your, your teachers, the teachers of your children in particular. What I do with my kids is I tell them, listen, this is what they're going to teach you. And it's garbage. Tell me why. And we have a debate about it. And global warming, about evolution, about abortion for that matter, about uh, American history because they, they completely distort American history. And I tell them, you know, what do you think? You think that uh, there's a better country other than America out there that has that uh, achieved more for the world? And then they think about it. No, I guess not. And you, you remember that fact, I tell them as they go along. Anyway, so we, we go about this banter, and it's really quite fun. And they are so armed to the teeth when it actually comes in that these, uh, these, these teachers have no clue what, what hits them. So with global warming, for example... Uh, my son is able to say, well, you, do you know how much we're going to be underwater and when and what percentage we are actually responsible for this? And she, she'll say, well, there are many scientists who say, no, I don't want the scientists. I want you to tell me the answer. Is it 20 feet? Is it two inches? When is it going to happen? P.S. If it's going to happen, then why isn't the government uh, not, not funding any of these, these homes in Florida? Right, I mean, why are they continuing to fund? Why they're not underwriting? Why are they? Why are they continuing what? to underwrite these the homes? loans yeah. on beachfront yeah. homes? Yes. Right. Why would they do? Why would any bank? Why would government support this when they know that in 30 years' time, or and I put no in air quotes, that it's going to be completely underwater? 
Why? Yes. Right. So, and, and so my son is able to articulate that and they have just give him a blank stare and they look like idiots in front of the rest of the crowd. So what do you think? I think that's far more effective than, than you, you and me going in as parents complaining about the curriculum. And, you know, we really want to make sure that a fair, uh, fair approach is taken here, and so, and which is all good and well that the teacher knows that the parents are kind of watching. But to actually have a direct affront attack by the students themselves, priceless, as they say. All right. So um, the next issue, and this is the big issue that I want to talk about now. So anyway, look forward to that podcast with my son and his friend. Uh, either next week or uh, two weeks from now. It's going to be fun. Really, really fun. And they're, they're good, articulate young men. Great Americans <laughs> and great lovers of God, too. All right. So as you know, Israel is always in the news. It's perpetually in the news. Um, well, it's responsible for everything. Oh, yeah, that's true. According to the news, right. yeah, it's exactly responsible right. for everything if, in the news. If only <laughs> you know, we could resolve the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, then everything in the Middle East would would solve itself, including the Iran, Iranian crisis, for that matter, and everything else you can think of, right? It's, why not? You know, slavery, for that matter, <laughs> that, that ever happened in the world, even before Israel was created. Why not, right? Anyway, so it's, it's a big laugh. But, you know, okay, so he, let me just describe the situation, generally speaking, about the Arab-Israeli conflict. And that, generally speaking, means now the Palestinian-Israeli conflict because they morphed it into a situation where they, they realized that they were going to be far more effective when they just used the Palestinians because they are a smaller people and they don't have a government, and so they can look like the oppressed people, right? Uh, so they're very great pawns for their Arab leaders and for the Palestinian leaders themselves. But that's another story. So... What do we see from the Arab-Israeli conflict? And I present it as such for a reason, because many of our uh, liberal friends uh, understand that the Palestinian conflict is as we're about to express. So there are a lot of liberal Jews, for example, who, who agree with what I'm saying, and yet they're still liberal. But that's another story. So the Palestinians will foment all sorts of hatred. They, they operate on hatred, right? They, they amass themselves on the border with, with uh, Gaza and Israel in order to uh, create commotion, in order to antagonize Israel and to provoke Israel into shooting as many of them as possible. Why, you ask? Because it looks cool for the cameras, right? So that way they can present it to the New York Times and CNN and so forth, and they will play it all day long. Okay, so, so you've got this... Uh, um, you know, this whole charade uh, playing with the media. Then they talk about how they, they invent massacres, right? The famous Janine massacre, for example, which ended up being totally non-existent because Israel's, Israelis don't do that, first of all. So it was, we knew it was a fake story right away. And yet in the digital age, there was not a single photo being able to be taken about the so-called Janine massacre, not a single video in this digital age of ours. And yet there was some sort of Janine massacre that, that the Israelis were so masterful in hiding. Of course, it was debunked as nonsense. But the world kept on believing the Palestinians. Right? They just keep on going. Why not? Because they go into the next fraud. Um, and they will present, you know, Israel as an apartheid nation, uh, which, of course, is the exact opposite. In fact, it's the Palestinians who are uh, the, the, the apartheid nation, anybody that doesn't think like them. 
anyone who's gay, anybody who's Jewish, God forbid, you're, you're not alive if you're Jewish in Gaza. You understand that, right? So it's in, in fairness to them, there is no apartheid because they just kill anybody who's not like them, okay? And then they go about killing themselves. That's another story. So it does upon me, Ari, is it not true that the Democrats are our very own Palestinians? Ooh. Oh, no. In this very country. Oh, no, you don't. You didn't. <laughs> he went where's, there. Where's Diamond and Silk? Oh, he went there. He went there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Wow. It's true. Really? Well, think about it, right? I mean, yeah, well, yeah, I agree. <clears throat> CNN creates Profound. these. these they, they, they say this about the Republicans and, and the conservatives, generally speaking. The whole conservative movement is racist, right? Racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, All that anti-woman, anti-gay. The, 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 we, yeah. we, we rely on an apartheid approach to everything that we do. We, we want the rich to be here and the poor should live over there. And there are only two genders. Right. Okay. And they should use different bathrooms. <laughs> Which is outrageous when you yeah. think about it. And only men and women should get married. Right. How dare they? Yeah. So these are absurd. No. So they they create the absurdities. But then my favorite part of it uh, is the whole uh, Pallywood sort of thing. Pallywood means, of course, the Palestinian uh, version of, of Hollywood. And Pallywood there, of course, is it's more cynical. Meaning that you see these constant battles between the Palestinians on the one hand and Israelis on the other. And when you, you see these people carry away uh, in this corpse that has been killed in this battle with the Israelis, uh, only to find out that the guy you know falls off the what, what do you call it the, the stretcher the gurney, the gurney. Yeah. and then he gets up <laughs> this dead this corpse, and he gets up uh, goes back on the gurney, continuing on their their run to make it look like you know that how how horrible the Israelis have treated them. Yeah, they claim like they're on fire from an Israeli guard post, right? Right. And they hear boom, boom, boom. You see them taking fire. They're only ducking. And if you see a little sliver of the Israeli guard post, and there's like one guy there smoking a cigarette. Yeah. And nothing else, and nothing's happening. And they're shooting at themselves and pretending that they're being shot. Right. And the best of them all. I don't know if this is exactly a Pallywood uh, production, but it's very similar to the Gurney situation. They're having a funeral for a Shahid, someone who died with great honor. I don't know if it was a suicide bomber, because those guys are a little hard to put back together, but there's a body, and he's in a coffin, and there's a huge parade of mourning and lots of wailing. The guy's carrying the coffin. Do you know about this yeah, one? They drop the coffin, yeah. it breaks open, and the guy falls out. Right. That's the one then, I was talking about. Well, no, use the, but the gurney ones happen, too, where right. they come pick up a dead body on a gurney, and suddenly, the next thing you know, it's animated. This was a dead body on the way to a burial, and he gets up. And he's trying to climb back into the coffin <laughs> so the funeral can continue. <laughs> Carry on. Cut. Cut. Yeah, nothing to see here. <laughs> Take two. Take two. Uh, Ahmed, we told you. Yeah. Stay in the coffin. So uh, this is that's one situation, right? There's so many parallels to the Democratic uh, world, the Democrat world, where uh, they just fabricate these stories. So. Another thing that they're very good, the Palestinians are doing, is distracting the, 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 the attention of the media, right? So they'll say, for example, that Palestinians will say apartheid is the highest form of oppression and such. Meanwhile, they're oppressing their people in the most horrific way possible. There's just no comparison. Um, Can so, you give examples of how they oppress their own people so sure. people fully no, if, understand? If you're gay, you're dead. 
but how do they kill you? How does what is the because I'm sort of doing a leading question here because I know. no one talks about how gruesome what they do to their own people okay. is. I, I, okay, without getting into all yeah. the details. Okay, you're talking about like the tire thing, right? Oh, and the motorcycles and yeah. the yeah. yeah. I'll let you do that because it is fairly gruesome. Try to keep it PG. I have to do the gruesome stuff. Yeah. Oh. Keep it PG. Why do I always have Go. to do the? Okay. Go. Well, basically, if they find the Palestinians, find someone among them who disagrees with them for or, whatever, or they, or they accuse of collaborating with the Israelis. Right. Go ahead. Essentially lives an alternative lifestyle to what's approved by the Sharia-compliant government. They grab you, drag you behind motorcycles until you're dead, and then hang your body in the public square so children can see from a light post for weeks on end, rotting in the sun, so everyone knows, hey, see that guy? He's the one who defied our little government here. Don't do it. Right. Yeah, yeah. And they do it to people who are gay, uh, pro-Israel, who inform on the terrorist activities of suicide bombers and murderers. I mean, it's it, what they do to their own is so awful. Right. And that's why when people talk about, and I think this is an amazing concept, they talk about, well, what about the moderates? Right. Well, as they killed all the moderates yeah, years ago. Right. And, uh, of course, I mean— it's it's not as bad I, I acknowledge as what uh, the Democrats did to Bernie Sanders, uh, but it's still pretty bad. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, he went there. Wow, he went there. You're you're in a foul mood today. <laughs> Just uh, he's so bad, he's good. Yeah. All right. Okay. So so that's so they do really horrific things to you know, in the same way the Democrats really do very bad things to themselves. And if you do not fall in line with de the Democratic platform, if your name is, for example, Kanye West, no, better yet, if you happen to be black and you do not fall in line, if you are a woman and you do not fall in line, if you are uh, a Jew, for that matter, and you do not fall in line, bad things will happen to you. You need to fall in line. And that, uh, in other words, they can't abide. So uh, anybody who questions the, the system is uh, is lopped off. It's 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 terrifying. If you are a Democrat, you're a liberal, and you do not toe that party line. I mean, those Republicans they can be forgiven because you know they're crazy anyway, and they believe that they're crazy ideology. But you, my Democrat, you give us a bad name when you're black and you uh, you, you don't toe this party line. That is not forgivable. Yeah, and we, they also pick off... You know, and we will destroy you oh, as yes. a child molester or as a such-and-such such person. I mean, you think what the Palestinians do to their own people is bad. <laughs> Just look at what the Democrats do. Yeah, and, and you're talking about complete economic isolation and destruction. A perfect example. And and this is what they do. They'll pick off, they'll pick off someone who's harmless... Yeah. As, a, as just like what the Palestinians do to some informant to show their bodies hanging for weeks on end, turning, you know, into, you know, rot, carrion in front of children. Uh, remember a girl named Justine Seiko in remember, 2011? Yes. Yep. She made an off... This is a woman working as a publicist in New York. Yeah. By no means was she a racist, sexist Republican. Before she fired off a completely innocuous tweet about a joke about AIDS in Africa. The only offensive thing truly about it is that it just wasn't that funny of a joke. But she fires us off, and by the next morning when she lands in Africa, she finds she has no job, no life, no career, anything. She had been completely annihilated on Twitter and yes. the news media. I remember As that. an example to anyone else... Of her elitist hipster type not to step out of the lines of political correctness. In other words, she was hanging from a lamppost 
rotting for everyone else to see. Yes. Okay, that's there is a perfect example of how the Democrats treat the treat their own. They, they, again, if if a Republican did that, they would simply say, "Oh, he's stupid and he's he's a crazy guy and all that stuff." But yeah, there right. goes Ari David again. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Right. You don't listen to him yeah. anyway. That's right. You know, you know that's what conservatives do. Okay, but when it's liberals themselves, there's there is no abiding, as they say. So we, and that then comes the fake news media, right? <laughs> the Pallywood and, and CNN. The and CNN. But the, the fake news itself, which is the invention of history, right? So uh, we know from the Palestinians that they, uh, you know, completely fabricate the entire history of the Arab-Israeli conflict. They make it seem as if the Israelis, you know, all so tough, you know, after World War II, when all them all of them came emaciated from the, the the camps, they suddenly were able to be so tough and be the best army ever, right? <laughs> right. So three years later. These guys, uh, victims of, uh, truly, they are true victims from the Holocaust. They managed to get themselves, and still uh, over to Israel, what was then called the British Palestine, and uh, emaciated and having to fight with the British, who were trying to turn them away as well. Imagine all that suffering and all the difficulties associated with that. They, they don't have uh, barely an air force at all. They barely have an army. They're still trying to get them, their, their act together. They can't, and they have a really tough time. And yet the, these guys are the marauding invaders. <laughs> yeah, like with, with, I mean, they make it seem as if, I don't know, like <laughs> were, were the Germans uh, coming in to steamroll over the, 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 the Polish. Right. Or the Lithuanians for that matter. I mean, come on. It's, it's so absurd. And they had so much more in the ways of numbers. Right. I mean, it's all, the Arab, countries, all the Arab countries. Yes. Has a hu- had a huge number of, of soldiers who were well trained. They were well, you know, well greased armies. Each of each of them, Iraq, Jordan, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Syria, uh, and Syria. All these countries well equipped, and they launched a huge attack upon Israel the day after Israel declared its independence on May 14, 1948. Okay, so, but but the the Arabs and the Palestinians in particular. Would like you to believe that they, that the, the Israelis came in marauding and 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 raping and pillaging and everything else. Okay, nothing could be further from the truth. Among other things, the Arab leaders told the what is what what the people who now call themselves Palestinians, you got you guys should leave. We'll come back and we'll get it back when, when once we beat the Israelis. Don't you worry. Yeah, no, an important point about that because that's very famous. Is if history had turned out differently. And the Arabs had conquered what is currently Israel. They would have let those people back into their homes. Of course not. They would have conquered it and handed the, it to the families that they preferred, you know, in, in the class systems. So the point is, when the and and the Israelis had told the Ar- Israeli Arabs, the people who became the Palestinian refugees, don't go anywhere. Right. Keep stay in your home. Right. Keep your property. But they left at right. the behest of the Arabs. Yeah. And those who stayed... They, they deserted. They deserted. They deserted. Their own no, hold on. Yeah. So, so this brings up more things, right? right? You use the word refugees. So that was a term of art that the Palestinians continue to use today as because refugees is a loaded term, right? Yes. So is uh, the word occupation, right? So is the word settlements. So they, they generously you know, pepper all their conversations with those three words, refugees, occupation, settlements, Okay. And uh, and and then you know horrible words you know they, these are you know torture and everything else and massacres, apartheid, 
they, they throw it out as like it's candy. And the CNN eats it up. MSNBC eats it up. New York Times and so forth. They all eat it up because, well, it's great news. It's fake news. No reason to, to check up on it, you know, because yeah. it's just so salacious and so much fun. And just like sometimes you get some some fake news, right? And you see this article, it seems wackadoodle, but you just can't help yourself. So you post it on Facebook. Can you believe what the Republicans have done now? And it, it's all fake, but nevertheless, they they believe they want to believe it. And and that's what they did with the Palestinian story. They just they interview somebody and they say, yes, the Israelis come and they they chopped off of the heads of all my babies, you know. Uh, Really? Can we see your babies? Uh, how many? And Ahmed didn't even have any babies, but that's another story. Who, who's counting? Right. So this is what they did. Uh, so the fake news stuff, uh, not just about the history of, of Israel uh, in 1948, but also what happened in 1967, which is now a complete revisionist history from the Arab perspective as well, which was such a humiliation. And they really can't backpedal out of that one, but it's a real humiliation. Same thing with 1973, the, the Yom Kippur War, where Sadat uh, you know, did a surprise attack, a much more organized attack than they did in 1967. Um, so <laughs> in Egypt, if you talk about the, the Yom Kippur War, they treat it as though it's a victory. It's, it's a really quite amazing. Even though they tried, they completely failed. Ariel Sharon completely surrounded the entire Egyptian army okay, and was ready to take Cairo. But for the fact that the uh, United States told him, nah, don't go there. Okay? So he didn't. But he completely surrounded the Egyptians. Are you with me so far? And they didn't, they didn't gain an inch of land back that they were trying to recover. Yet they still consider it a victory. In fact, that lie, that self-deception that they uh, engaged in was the reason why Sadat went to Israel and said, now we can talk terms. Right? Thinking that he actually had a victory. It's very funny. Anyway, so that's that's lie about history as well. And then you can everything else in terms of the way they they project Israel, its people, what what the Israelis are all about, um, that 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 Jerusalem is the the holiest city, one of the holiest cities for Islam, where it's not mentioned once in the Quran, right? Um, that. Uh, uh, that, that that's another thing. What, what's the other thing I want to say? Oh yeah, that the Palestinians were always there. Right, that, that was a that there was a country called Palestine, don't you know? Yeah, way back when. Way back when, yes, uh, that's not not true. Yeah, at all. not a Roman territory named after the Philistines. Right. And by the way, it's it, not that people know these things, but the Philistines predated Islam by I don't know, <laughs> hundreds if not thousands of years. A th about a thousand right? years. Yeah. And then there isn't a Philistine left on earth wasn't a philistine left on earth during roman times right. let alone any other time yeah do you know that the word palestinian or palestine is the roman word for the land of the philistines you know that and the philistines were from the story of samson and delilah of course yeah yes. and, well and also king david and everything else so i mean the philistines were a very common enemy among the, uh, the among the jews they originated from the greek islands or whatever it doesn't matter the point is you know don't be such a Philistine, right? Yes. It means like you're a dirty person and such like that. And it, <laughs> but the word Palestinian is the Latin word for Philistine. Why would why would you want to have that as your name? I'm a Philistine. <laughs> right. You might as well be saying that. And they're not even Arabs. Yeah. Let and, alone not even Muslims. That's funny. And and the word for in um, in Hebrew for Palestinian is Philistinit, right? 
So it's it's very funny. It's right right there. The letter P and F in Hebrew are almost identical. Uh, when you look at it, there's a little dot, but otherwise it's very similar. Okay, so the the notion that that there was a country called Palestine, and that uh, the Jews were just unwanted uh, invaders, at, you know, in 1948 because they decided on this, uh, and that Jesus himself was a, was a Palestinian. These are these are the things that you're hearing. This fake news stuff. I mean, fake history, really, and they keep on perpetuating it. Does that remind you of a certain political party that we now have in, in the United States of America? With a certain specific relationship that political party has with the news media, in which the news media just <laughs> says anything that they say. Right. Adam Schiff said, oh, we're Adam Schiff said. Right. Right. Whatever, yeah. Experts say. Yeah. Maxine Waters said. Well, you know, Maxine Waters said. Yeah. You know, Nancy Pelosi said. De- we have Debbie Wasserman. Uh, the Wolf Blitzer here with Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Debbie, what have the Republicans done to you now? Well, Wolf, uh, the Republicans have done that, that, that. Well, it must be true since you said it, Debbie. Same thing well, as well, look, the- at, look at the history. Uh, I mean, now let's take the American history, right? Are you with me so far? Well, you're going to love this comparison. Yes. Okay. It was the Democrats who ended slavery, not the Republicans. Right. And, right? and Democrat Abraham Lincoln was the one who fought. <laughs> yes, you know, it's funny. Know. I, I, you, you know the story I because it. I told I you. Well. My daughter was in first grade last year, and she comes home and she says, Daddy, I learned today that Abraham Lincoln was a Democrat, but you didn't say, say that. You told me the other. Wow. And, I, and we called her teacher and said, did you teach my daughter that Abraham Lincoln is a Democrat? And she says, yeah, wasn't he? And I said, you mean you don't know? <laughs> she, okay. Uh, no. I, okay, yeah. You know, so, so, so let's yes. move on to that. But that's just one example. There's so many examples. They, they portray the, the Republicans as the one who, who fought the civil rights movement as opposed to the one actually created in the first place. Fighting for the civil Fighting right. for it, right. That, that it was the Republicans who ended slavery. And in fact, that was their very platform. And it was the KKK uh, that was the armed wing of the Democratic Party, not the Republican Party, that the KKK um, and all these racist ideologies come from the from the Democrats, the Robert Byrd and so many of the other senators and congressmen who around at the time were racist, racist, racist. Democrat it's, racist. Yeah, Democrat yes. racist. The Republicans, by contrast, completely the opposite. They they just can't they cannot get a Republican in history that they can hang their head on. And uh, instead what they do, they, they, they focus on this guy, Father Coughlin, from the, the Depression era, who was uh, a rabid conservative, don't you know? Turns out, false. He was a rabid social liberal. I mean, really, I mean, like truly a, a wild rabid. And he hated FDR after having supported him. Why? Because FDR didn't go far enough. To the left, and yeah, therefore it wasn't he, a full-blown communist. Yeah, so he attacked him yeah. in the same way that um, Bernie, that Sanders. Bernie Sanders attacks, uh, you know, Clinton for not being left enough. Yeah, for not having the, uh, you know, being an out of the closet communist like he is. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and then and then there's only one of these oh, guys. Oh, wait, wait, there's more. There's oh, more. Yes. Wait, but wait, there's, oh, wait, there's, more. there's too much. Yes. It's like this this notion that the communists. Um, back in the 50s in the McCarthy area and stuff like that. Yeah, guess what? They were trying to infiltrate the government, right? So then they had this, and also the false narrative about the way we treated the Native Americans, right? Which I'm not saying it's perfect, but it ain't. It certainly was nowhere close to as bad as the Democrats yeah, wanted to convey. Andrew Jackson was a Democrat, yeah, and he exactly. was the one who did the walk march of tears. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
it's uh, it's, it's really they, they have a lot to be ashamed of. The Democrats, Republicans, by contrast, have a tremendous amount to be proud of. Tremendous amount. And I mean, look, I, I often say in my uh, as my as my challenge, you know, find me a liberal policy that Democrat, a liberal policy that conservatives have opposed, and I'll vote Democrat for the rest of my life. You've heard me say that, right? Now I'm beginning to think, find me a historical event that Republicans should be ashamed of. Right, and you mean a liberal policy that works. Yeah, of course, of yeah. course, yeah. No, there are many liberal policies. Right. And but one that works. actually yeah, yeah. works, yes. So now, now going to my next challenge, and I'm, I'm trying to shape it because I'm trying to wonder, uh, is there something that we should be ashamed of in comparison to what the Democrats have done? And I suppose they'll point out Watergate. I, mean, that, I guess it's a fair thing, but you know, that's not as if that was something that Republicans were advancing. Right, like, and that we, have, we, we, yes. we, we have the right to invade, uh, you know, to, to uh, burglarize the Democratic headquarters. Of course not. I mean, that's that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something like what the Democrats did with a trail of tears, like you just mentioned, or what the Democrats did in trying to advance and maintain slavery. That that was a historical policy of theirs. Yeah. Or like what the Democrats did with the KKK. I mean, what the Democrats did with the eugenics movement, boy, I, what the Democrats did with with advancing the progressive, the uh, the fascist and communist movements, these are these are tremendous shames within the democratic history. But they cannot own up to it, right? They can't. It's it's too shameful. And they have a media that constantly covers for them, right? Constantly. Doesn't tell us right. these things. And then they tell you, and by contrast, they tell you. That uh, you, uh, as a as a Republican, you know your extreme version is fascism. You see, and their extreme version is communism. So it all fits nicely, don't you see? Except that, wait a minute. Oh, look at looky here. It turns out that both fascism and communism were socialist leftist policies. They're just slightly different in the same way that alligators and crocodiles are slightly different. Yeah, they both eat. Yeah. Yeah. They just you don't want to be near shape. either of them. They just have different shaped heads. <laughs> That's yeah. it. That's it. Yes. So. Uh, but but their their attempt to pin fascism upon the Republicans, uh, it's it so exquisite. Like just like what the Palestinians would do, you would have to say, you know what, Democrats, how very Palestinian of you, exquisite. Oh, that's good. Oh, he did it. He did it. He did it. <laughs> that that's what a great retort. How very Palestinian yeah. of you. Yeah. I, I mean, I just love it. And you know what Democrats would say if you told them that? Yeah. Why, thank you. That's a great compliment. Uh, oh, that's right. Good point. Right? Well, they, would, they would think they would not understand right. that you're insulting them. Is it, you know, and you know what? As I'm thinking about this, you know, we're, we're probably missing tons of comparisons. And our listeners are saying, yes, and also this, and this comparison, and that comparison. And it's exciting, right? Yeah. But, but it's no wonder, Ari, now that I think about it, and they, 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 of course, they don't realize it themselves, but... It's no wonder the Democrats have this natural affinity toward the Palestinians, right? After all, they're doing exactly the same thing as the Palestinians, right? They're playing exactly the same playbook. Invent your history, distort your facts, change your facts, demonize the good, and uh, make beneficent the evil. And cause chaos wherever you roam, blame your enemies for that chaos, and paint yourselves to all of the people as the people who will finally solve the chaos if you just give us enough power. 
right. and resources. And uh, two other examples: Woodrow Wilson, Democrat, resegregated the country after the initial and and recreated the Jim Crow era after right, it right, had right. remember oh, racism was dead and buried by the year 1910 1911 after the civil war and reconstruction the, the the country was a glorious prosperous place then came Woodrow Wilson who got elected by fomenting racism yeah. and he brought it back Compare that to the 80s and 90s in America, where racism was basically the beauty. We had reached the wonderful day, not to say there weren't problems here and there, but we got to a point in the 80s and 90s where if you were an out-of-the-closet, authentic, real racist, everyone either laughed at you or thought you were an idiot, right? right? Mm -hmm. Then we elect Barack H. Obama, Jr., and we are can promised. We just say, can we just say H. Obama, please? Thank you. Okay. Go ahead. Then we like <laughs> yeah. H. Obama. Go okay. ahead. Okay. H. Obama. And uh, we're promised now this is the very end of racism because we finally got ourselves a black president. And he spends the next eight years fomenting yeah. racism right. to the point where now a large segment of the black population ha openly hates white people. You know, that's a great comparison as well because. They, they do feed on hate, both of them, don't, don't they, right? The Democrats on the one hand and the Palestinians on the other. They have that in common as well. What, these, you know what? I bet if you did a DNA test, like uh, whatever, uh, something 22, whatever that... Uh, that uh, yeah, my, my, my 23andMe. 23andMe or Ancestry.com. Yeah, yes. I think you'd find... Uh, you know what? I guess we're all Palestinian. <laughs> right. what, what does your test show result? Yes, I'm Palestinian too. Anyway, the point is that this fomenting of hate is central to not just the Palestinians. We see that all the time. There's no love. You know, they don't, they don't say love is all you need in, in the Palestinian territories. They say hate is all you need indeed. But the same thing is true with the Democrats. They, they must foment hate. Your example of um, the black-white divide and, and stirring up that pot constantly throughout the Obama years is such a great example of As that. As if that is an incredibly dangerous thing to do. Of course. Right? And then they, then they also tell people that, um, you know, the conservatives want to put all the uh, the women in, in kitchens and everything else. And, and they're the misogynists. And, of course, they don't want them to have abortions because you know, they, they, they should have the right to have an abortion. Uh, they want to create a, a division between rich and, and poor, and uh, this is a terrible thing. And they also want to destroy and kill all the homeless. Whatever, whatever your passion is, they've got a hateful agenda toward it, right? And certainly a hateful angle toward it. But the Republicans don't do that, right? We, we say, listen, limited government, great things will happen. We say, uh, embrace God, great things will happen. When, when was the last time you saw a really hateful Christian? I mean, by the way, that's another thing that they you mean divide the people on. who cut, tell you how much they love you, even if you're a sinner. Right, exactly. Yeah, right. it's it's really hard. And yet, and yet, and yeah. yet, and the Christians are the Jews in, in the sense that right. we, we Christians and Jews we're the same now. It's it's amazing because the way they treat Christians, the Democrats treat Christians here, and they demonize them and they make them seem like terrorists, uh, and they're evil and they're stupid and they're uh, and and they. They're backward, and they just want to force you into their morality, right? Uh, it's the same thing as what they accuse the Jews of in, in Israel, that they, they, they want to force the Palestinians into their huts and, and, and keep them away and everything else. This is the same thing. They foment the hatred, and that is perhaps the number one thing that is a similar thing. And then the reaction to that hatred is 
layers of humiliation, taking a page from ancient stories of how Jews were treated in different regions of the world, used to be laws, and I know you're familiar with this, where it was illegal for a Jew to ride a horse. You could only ride a donkey, and you had to ride side saddle. You know, with both legs on one side of the donkey. Yeah, no, I know. So imagine how much you were laughed at constantly slipping off the side of the animal you were riding on, right? Uh, Jews used to have to wear funny-looking clo- clothes to be laughed at by children. Right. Jews used to have to wear shoes of different heights so they'd walk funny and couldn't run when attacked. Humiliations, right? Physical ones. Look how Christians are constantly have humiliations heaped upon them in America today, where if you go to work, you can't espouse your Christianity. Right. You have to, if you run a bake shop, you have to be humiliated and serve in humiliating ways people who offend your your uh, your beliefs right. by baking a cake or yep. photographing or arranging yep, flowers. Yep, yep. Look how um, you have to pay for abortions publicly and tell the public how happy you are to do it even though it must be so humiliating for you to do. It's the exact same set of humiliations that come from the exact same place from ancient history. Well, you and have, I find that so chilling. Well, it's not just that. It's also that they have all these programs, whatever the programs are in the Palestinian territories, and there are plenty of them, in terms of you, you have to fall in line with their ideology of hate against the Israelis. The same thing is true here. If you, it's, it's very rare to find a so-called moderate liberal. If you find uh, such a... Oh, what an amazing... Uh, oh, right. my God. Wow. You're so, going there. <laughs> okay, so I'm going there. Yeah, it's like there's there's no such thing as a, a liberal that, on the one hand, you know, uh, loves affirmative action and uh, wants bigger government and wants to increase the welfare state and wants and loves Obamacare. And on the other hand, also respects the rights to own guns, uh, guns right? Yes. That ain't, that ain't happening. You, you yeah. have to fall in line in... Every respect. We conservatives, by contrast, and Israelis, by contrast. Uh, so I, I like conservatives, and Israel's are on the same. Israelis are on the same camp. You're allowed to think differently. There are Israelis of all different kinds, right? not just skin color, but also opinions. Plenty of opinions in Israel. No, no issues there. And they all they agree on, on, on so many important points, but at the same time, there's also disagreement. That's okay. Same thing with among among the conservatives. We can have some conservatives who um, they vote for Trump and such, but you know what? They're the for the so-called right to abort a baby. Okay, we don't like that necessarily, but you know what? We we don't we don't demonize them for for such. Yeah, and I'll take their votes on our side. Well, well that's we another thing. Yeah, election, of course. but they're still conservative on on key points, and maybe less conservative than, than you and I, but nevertheless, uh, we welcome them into our camp. Okay, yeah. if if the the reverse were true in the liberal side. They get tarred and feathered. They get pulled, you know, by the motorcycles, like you mentioned, and hung up uh, on the wires near the lampposts, just like you said. That is not acceptable to them. If your name is um, Clarence Thomas, if your name is um, Kanye West, if your name is Candace Owens, you are an Uncle Tom, right? And likewise with all the, the Hispanics who may be conservative, and certainly with all the Jews who are conservative— they, yeah, they, look what they did to Joe Lieberman. Remember yeah, him? Good, good point. A very good point. Yeah, and he, they ran him. Uh, he was a senator of Connecticut. Yep. He's running in 2006 after the Democrat Party has primary. gone off. The, and they primaried him because he supported being a, having a strong national defense in yeah. the wake of 9-11. That's right. That's, exactly That's how little t- 
tolerance they had for any dissent. On any, and he's a far left down the line liberal on every social issue. Yeah. You would think that they would embrace him in every way possible, and uh, they just totally ousted him. Yeah, they were willing to lose the seat to get rid of him. He was not orthodox enough. Yeah. Uh, Ironically, he's an orthodox Jew, uh, but he was not orthodox enough for them. Right. From a liberal standpoint. Uh, It's so—the parallel is so shockingly clear between the Palestinians on the one hand and the Democrats on the other. In fact, so much so— that I really wonder why we haven't been yelling this from the hills and the mountaintops for the past, I don't know, few decades. It's, it's really clear. They do exactly the same thing as each other. They are they're related to each other. It's a little bit like, you know, you hear these stories of identical twins, right? They're born and then they're separated at birth for whatever reason. And one lives in France and the other one lives in Alaska, Right. And they never know of each other. And then somehow they find each other, they learn about each other, and they end up having the same tastes. They have the same interest in sports. They like the same kind of museums. Uh, They have the same taste in women or whatever, right? And you say, wow, it's really interesting. And that's the way I feel (laughs) between the Democrats on the one hand and the Palestinians. They're long-lost twins. They're long-lost twins. And and it's like, of course, it's these two people need to get together. It's, I mean, it's like whenever I, I meet two people, uh, you know, uh, uh, who who are both conservative. Boy, you really need to meet my friend Ari David. You would love him because you you are long lost brothers. But that's the way I feel. I feel like the Palestinians and the Democrats should really meet each other and and date each other, as it were. They because should. You, they because should hang out. They should hang out. Yeah. They are one and the same. They are truly compatible with each other. They do exactly the same thing. In fact, they should be consulting with each other. How about that? Yeah, right. because you know, Harvey Weinstein treats women the same way the Palestinian <laughs> oppressors <laughs> treat women. True. Well, it's important to be as cynical and um, hypocritical as possible about that because the Palestinians, when they ask about uh, how are women treated on there, on the, the very rare occasions that that question even gets dared to be asked, uh, they'll say, oh, yes, women are, are put on a very high level in our culture. Absolutely. And uh, really? Okay, so these are the same people, for example, who's, who do the same thing here, these, these abusers and these molesters, who uh, also are champions of feminism, right? It's exactly the same yeah, thing. Yeah, Schneiderman out of New York. Yeah. Remember that guy? Exactly. Yeah. They, they claim love of freedom. They claim love of, of uh, women. They claim love and tolerance of every kind. That They just want to be with their families. Thank you very much. Just like you do. And it's exactly the opposite. Yeah, he spoke, uh, Schneiderman, you know, right, out of right. New York, speaks at the women's yes. hat march, and then you find out he's choking them. Right. He's, oh. not, he's not, like, cheating on his wife. He's not, like, you know, paying for someone to do something to him that, you know. Right. You know, it's, it's not Elliot Spitzer. That was bad enough. Right. He's choking and beating them. Right. And, it, and it's not consensual either. It's, All right. So here's, you know. here's another, way, uh, another way that the Palestinians and the Democrats are so similar. And we, we made a passing reference to it before, but I really want to drill down on it now. It's the distraction department. They are masters. They're really, I have to say, the Democrats, they are brilliant at distracting, right? I mean, there's, there are a couple of people I know opposing counsel in some of my cases. And they, you know, you, you bring up an important point in court, and they will bring up something completely different. And they'll say, look at the monkey, look at the monkey. You know, you, so they, they hope that the judge or the jury, for that matter, are chasing after this other thing that's that's a little bit more uh, reachable and tangible 
and and that will distract completely from the main case, which is that this this defendant defrauded your client, right? <laughs> but they want to talk about your client, you know, having once said, uh, you know, I don't know, your dress doesn't look nice or something, and it wasn't that misogynist, and they they really, really hope to distract. Same thing is true with the Palestinians. They do a brilliant job, really. They're, they're masters at distracting, so that they focus on. This or that Israeli soldier who gives a menacing look at a child, for example, and, and never mind the fact that they want to destroy Israel, and they are constantly arguing these points to destroy Israel. Um, and the Democrats do the same thing, don't they? The, the latest thing is with uh, this woman, um, what's her name, Stormy Daniels, right? They hoped that that would take, but it, it didn't take so well. Oops, right? Because the Mueller investigation, that didn't take so well either. Oops, right? But what is taking is this scandal of the uh, dossier, the fake dossier that the, the Democrats themselves created, fabricated. Oh, that's similar to the whole casket thing, right? And the coffin thing, where they fake uh, an entire event about what the, what the Republicans have done somehow. In this case, Donald Trump. Oh, the parallels, my friends. Yeah, or They're pointing the, out Russia when the economy's booming, or, you know, the parallels. The parallels yes. are so exquisite. I mean, it's, it's really rich. It's a rich environment. We, you and I will go home tonight and we'll say to each other, we'll call each other up and text each other and say, we should have said this. We should have said that. Right? Because I think we could spend a good three hours on these comparisons. Yeah, it's not a similarity. It's an absolute mathematical yeah. congruence. It's a match. It's, it's, it's a the same. It's a DNA. The paternity test on this would be, well, <laughs> yes, <laughs> Palestinians are your father. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it, it's a lot of fun. I mean, this is... This is the kind of stuff that Ari and I love to talk about, but it's it's also it brings us no great joy in saying that the Democrats are just like the Palestinians. It is an observation, and I think a very accurate one. In fact, and I, it's a perfect one. But it gives us no joy to say that it should not be that one of the major parties, the political parties of the United States, is is a party that seeks only to deceive. And only to aggrandize their own power. Their own power. Well, that, I, should, that, I, should, that, yeah. that should not be. And by the way, here's one more similarity since it's, it's uh, you know, it just comes to mind right away. Immigration, right? The, the whole notion is to, to ambush the country with power, with, with numbers, right? It's the same thing. This is, what they, this is what they would love to do to Israel, too. To ambush Israel with a whole bunch of so-called refugees and, and thereby change the entire dynamic of the country. It's, right. a, it's a perfect analogy right. again. The, Boom. We didn't cross the border. The border crossed us here. Right. Yeah. Over there, we want our right of return. Yeah. You know, uh, same it's, thing. I have to say, what's so terrifying about this is, you know, what you said is this this stunning idea that one of the major parties is like this. Okay, that's a fair point. But think deeply about this, that one of the major parties in America that unfortunately on occasion, wins an election, and sometimes a big one, is this evil. Yeah. They are completely, because the Palestinian society has become completely evil. Yeah. So, too, is the Democrat Party. The cynicism, the evil, the way they are so willing to spread wretchedness and misery and death and destruction and and crime and and deceive you at all times. When they're so easy to defeat, all you have to do is vote the other way and hope they're not stealing your election successfully that day. But 
the, the fact that they're so evil and it, it turns on its head the very notion of, well, you know, sometimes these guys win elections, sometimes those guys, but life goes on. No, when you're around Los Angeles or the rest of California these days, after Democrats have won almost every election basically since 1998, and you look around and you see how wretched the entire place is getting, it's horrifying. Right. So here's how I'm going to leave it. And then we'll wrap up. I, I think that the... The most powerful analogy I could think of is, and the most clear way of summarizing all this, is that both the Palestinians on the one hand and the Democrats on the other believe in this one mantra, by any means necessary. Both of them subscribe to that ideology. And by any means necessary includes deception, lies, fake news, uh, in, you know, disrupting power, aggrandizing power as much as possible, yeah, cheating in every way, uh, and extreme violence in every way, and ostracizing in every way, silencing every single opponent in your camp in every way, humiliating or otherwise possible, by any means necessary. And that, my friends, is the massive indictment I impose upon our Democratic Party, uh, and it's the most sadly accurate description possible. I'm Barack Lurie. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you next week.